0: My name is Lou Jogman, and uh, I'm the current president for the Illinois Association of Chiefs of Police and uh, also Chief of Police for the city of Highland Park, Illinois.
1: So to start, can you tell me a little bit about your law enforcement journey?
0: Yeah, I can actually. it's um, It's been a passion of mine since I was a, a young boy to, to become a police officer, and I can I'll tell you why. My father was a police officer. So as it happens, I think in the police service and fire service, um, I think a lot of us are introduced to this, a life of service through our, our our parents or maybe a loved one. Uh, my dad was a police officer in Tilly Park, Illinois. And in 1977, uh, you know, when I was seven years old, he responded to an armed robbery and progress in town and Uh, ultimately got to the scene, and it was a legitimate armed robbery where the uh, offender had the gun to the head of the clerk, a female clerk. So my dad, you know, not having a lot of options, exchanged himself for that clerk and uh, was handcuffed, uh, face down, and taunted and ultimately uh, shot in the head by the suspect. Um, He lived, shockingly, Michael. He lived, and if you didn't know my dad before or after, and if you didn't see all the scarring and everything, I mean, he could walk, talk, drive a car. I mean, he was a miracle. He was in a coma for six months and surgeries. uh, There were tons of those and rehab. But we were fortunate to have my father. And unfortunately, in our business, you know, there are are way too many families who don't, you know, aren't as fortunate and and their loved ones are taken from them. So for me, it served uh, to really expose me to um, law enforcement a little more in detail. I had a lot of time to spend with him because he wasn't working as a police officer clearly anymore. Um, and I really got to know, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly of law enforcement. And, you know, I, I decided early on that I wanted to carry. He ultimately died when I was 16, unfortunately from complications and things, but, you know, I ultimately decided that I wanted to carry on that tradition and, um, and really wanted to devote myself to a life of service. And I, I, you know, learned from my father's is what, what that really, really means or can mean. Um, and so I went to the uh, University of Illinois. Uh, One thing I learned from my father was, you know, have a backup plan because, you know, you can injure yourself, your hand, or, you know, it's a job that necessitates both eyes and ears. And, you know, it's a job that you need to be in physically good shape. And if something happens, you know, have a backup plan. So I did attend University of Illinois and um, just to have a, a, I had an interest in psychology. So I uh, secured my bachelor's and master's in psychology. Um, and then I took a job uh, after graduation with the Prospect Heights Police Department, which is a small department up here in Chicago. And uh, did you know I was there for a year, and then Park Ridge called, and it was a, a better fit for me. And so I moved there and my family, and then moved my family into town and had my kids grow grow up there, and, and you know really be connected to the community. Um, one of the things my dad taught me was you know if you really going to do the job well, you should really become part of the community and um, and, and I think that that's true. You know, you, you don't want to be a jailer where you go and you do your work and then go home to some other community. Um, you really are connected with the people that you live and serve with. So um spent 24 years in Park Ridge and then uh, started looking, you know, at what I would do when I retired or moving on. And uh, Chief's job, uh, I ultimately, ultimately ended up as a deputy chief in um, Park Ridge. And so, you know, I had aspirations to see if I could – give it a different level. And uh, Highland Park, I took a number of uh, tests and processes, but Highland Park ultimately hired me in 2018. And I've been here um, for five years now. And it has just been a remarkable uh, experience and journey. It's a phenomenal police department. We have got phenomenal officers. Um, Our city council is great. Our city staff is great. I really feel blessed to be where I'm at right now.
1: How did you get involved with the association then?
0: Yeah, so again, you know, being a police officer and working all the different levels and different jobs, um, and that's a nice thing about law enforcement. There's so much variety, and you can you can find your niche, whether it's in traffic or if it's investigations or community relations or community um, um, policing. And so, you know, as I work my way through sergeant and lieutenant and commander and, and ultimately deputy chief, um, you know... I, I knew and I, I, I have colleagues and friends that you know are chiefs and, and they said, you know, really, if you want to expand outside of your police department and, and look outside into the bigger picture of law enforcement and have an impact, um, perhaps on a bigger scale, you know, definitely want to get involved with the Illinois chiefs. And so um, I didn't know much about the Illinois chiefs at the time, you know, being I was a deputy chief, but I really wasn't affiliated. And So when I ultimately uh, was asked actually uh, by my current chief at Park Ridge, he was um, in line to be president uh, to um, maybe take on a committee chair position. Um, You know, I I jumped at it. I thought, okay, this, this definitely exposed me to, you know, larger issues and and law enforcement and um, exposed me to networking and and just different, uh, a lot of different opportunities to decide would this being a chief be appropriate or would it be something I'd be interested in? So um, and so I, I, my first introduction in 2013 was as chair of the traffic safety committee. So it's one of the many committees that are on, uh, you know, in the association and boy, it was just a wonderful experience. I got to work with people, uh, that I otherwise would never have had the chance to work with. Certainly if I just was focused on, you know, uh, park Ridge and really inward looking, um, it exposed me to, uh, officers at all different levels, um, Folks that were on the committee and working with people throughout the state uh, at a state level on traffic safety related issues. We implemented a number of really um, interesting programs, statewide initiatives like Rail Safety Week, uh, Speed Awareness Day, and things like that that enabled me to, again, travel throughout the state and talk with folks throughout the state, law enforcement, otherwise, and also work with our legislators. So it really was an eye opening experience for me. I did not know, truth be told, I thought. Illinois Association Chiefs of Police was a more of a social gathering you know social group and and that you know it was more uh more was oriented around just chiefs getting together and 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 meeting and talking about chief things um I did not know that there was so much legislative advocacy that they do the work that they do and again a lot of um programming that impacts uh, law enforcement throughout the state so that's how I got really interested in um and maybe running at some point to, to, leave the organization.
1: So I grew up, uh, in the suburbs of Chicago. And if you drive two hours West or South, it's a completely different area. (laughs) The, the state is completely different, but in your organization, talking to other chiefs, how does that help everyone learn new things?
0: Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, we are a diverse state. I mean, we're a, a large state with a lot of you know. You've got clearly uh, very urban areas, and you've got very rural areas, and everything in between. Different size communities, and I think it's both a challenge uh, for law enforcement in Illinois and for the association. But it also offers you know so many opportunities to to learn from all, uh, different folks who are in different positions, and I think that's one of the things that the association um, continually works on, and it's a work in progress for sure. Um, but it is a focus, and, and I knew going in in my presidency that I did want to speak for and at least hear from people from all across the state. I think the way our state's set up, with the vast majority of our our population centers being up in the northeast, you know, there is a tendency for a lot of representation in the Illinois Chiefs from our area, and so you know we've really got to work hard to make sure that we're engaged and stay engaged with folks from Metropolis and. You know, in uh the quad cities and, and all the other areas in the state because their experiences, well, there are some commonalities, certainly in law enforcement. Right. We all feel the effects of some of the things, you know, clearly, even in recent events, we all feel the effects of some of those things, but they're also very uh specific issues and things that you know are um again specific to a region. So we have 1300 ish members, and you know, the job I feel of the board and the president is certainly to make sure we're engaging with all of them to the extent we can, that we're hearing. It's not unlike the President of the United States. I mean, they've got different states, you know, across the country. So you've really got to put the work in to get um, face time and, and be present in those locations that might not be heavily represented by, you know, um, in the association by membership. So uh, it has definitely been an interesting, again, an interesting experience to be able to go to uh if you know if you're not familiar there while we're the Illinois Association of Chiefs of Police um we have regional associations as well that pretty much cover you know there's probably about 25 of them so for instance I'm also a member of the Lake County Chiefs and so we meet monthly and we talk about issues relevant to our area and then there's you know DuPage County Chiefs there's a Southern Illinois Association of Police Chiefs SIPCA so there are associations throughout the state and when you're running for office, traditionally, what you try to do is you try to go to those meetings, you know, kind of go on a road, tour, road show to try to meet as many people, because I don't work clearly with people um, from SIPCA very, you know, in my role as police chief in Highland Park, right. and I generally work with folks. So you really do want to get outside your walls again and, and meet with those folks. And so one of the things I've done as president um, is I've initiated quarterly meetings with the presidents of each of those associations. So You know, we really didn't have that before, and again, trying to connect us, um, I'll have a Zoom meeting now quarterly with all the presidents, the 25 presidents from each of those um, associations to really talk about the issues that are particular going on in their area and to hear from other uh, presidents and associations too. So again, it's that sharing of information. So um, being one large association, you know, we in the state, you know, I think it's incumbent upon us to really bring everybody together.
1: So before uh, we started the interview just talked about uh, the terrible mass shooting in Highland Park uh, this summer, uh, the, the big thing as police chief, how important was it to make sure your officers were taking care of their uh, mental health during that time?
0: So absolutely paramount and forefront, you know, on, on, on my mind and the mind of um, our, our city staff, uh, unquestionably. You know, we're not the first to have gone through something like that. And so as terrible as it is, we've benefited from uh, those folks that have gone before us. And so if there's an, any solace in, you know, in these things and people going through them, they're they're certainly um, devastating and, and uh, traumatic, but the work that's gone before us has put us, has better prepared us and put us in a position, and we hope to pass that forward as well but there are really good systems in place. And again, because of the experiences of other municipalities and jurisdictions, we had a lot of guidance and and help. And so I feel really good about where my officers are at this point in time. And and I don't know that that would be the case, you know, certainly for those jurisdictions that went through these early and didn't have those systems in place, man, I, I feel terrible for them because they were charting the path, but it was at their expense and so uh, yes, for, for first and foremost, you know, really making sure that our officers, um, you know, that they're resilient and able to process it appropriately at the time and when they need to, and that they're able to still perform, you know, their job and and certainly in their private lives and personal lives that they they still are doing well. So it's um it's not something that's you know one and done. You know, we're constantly right. coming up with different ways to to help people process it because people are on different paths and at different times.
1: What are the things that um uh, motivate you
0: with respect to uh just in general or law enforcement or I mean
1: in general?
0: Yeah. Well, I, again, I'll drawing upon my my dad's experience, you know, I uh, I do work every day to make him proud. I mean, I, he's gone but not not far from my mind. And so I'm motivated every day you know, truly in my work, especially, and as a father, um, to carry on kind of his legacy, because it was cut short, unfortunately. And so uh, I'm motivated to to be uh, the police chief that I would want to work for. I mean, that's certainly kind of how I, I try to position myself that am I making decisions, you know, that would as a police officer, I would really like and so I try to make sure that I'm engaged in I would say also what truly motivates me uh at work at this point is is I just have a phenomenal, phenomenal group. I have really a great group of police officers and civilian staff that I just would do anything for. They work so hard and try to do um everything they can to work above and beyond. And so I'm motivated by the, the team that I'm 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 leading right now, and I feel privileged for that. I am motivated to make sure people understand that law enforcement is there to do the work that nobody else wants to do to keep you safe, to run towards that gunfire. Like I saw on July 4th when everybody else is running away and it is a challenging and dirty business. It's, it's, um, use of force, whether it's done perfect or not still looks very ugly. you know, you're, you're using force on another human being to take them into custody, but it's necessary if we're going to have a society where people feel safe and, and are safe to go about their, their lives, and so, you know, I really feel strongly about advocating for the men and women in law enforcement and and really working through those um, those perceptions that people have, whether it's from TV or movie, uh, the misperceptions people have about, hey, why don't you just shoot them in the leg? I mean, those are just, you know, things that people feel that aren't based in reality because it impacts law enforcement. I mean, this last incident, I know our folks are all wearing it, you know, we're all in the business and while i know my officers would never do that you know they're going to now wear that for those officers and that's a unique thing you know we don't see protests in front of doctors offices or if a teacher is arrested for something we don't vilify the entire profession for some reason law enforcement we tend to and um and we're the focus of a lot of a lot of that so uh, i'm motivated to try to stem that tide
1: so as uh, president of uh the Illinois Chiefs of Police Association, where do you want to see the organization in the next three to five years?
0: I think we are on a great path and continue to uh, make improvements and grow. I really, really do. So in my time since 2013, you know, I've seen a lot of new uh, folks getting involved. We're trying to bring on the next generation of police leaders and we're uh very we've been very successful getting new people to to get on board even at the lower levels like a, a deputy chief commander sergeants even um you know so we're getting people involved earlier so that you know like me I maybe I got in a little too late I could have maybe contributed more earlier on on a committee or something like that um i i do believe that the association is the preeminent uh you know law enforcement association in the state and i think that uh the work that we do legislatively with our advocacy for our, our uh, profession, the training that we do uh, and offer throughout the uh, state, and again, the, the like I said, the partnerships that we've built with um, private organizations um, and companies—I really feel that we are positioned um, to weather whatever you know potential issues might come up. And we already have with respect to COVID. I think we worked very, very well as an association to get information out and help. Our, our members worked through that uh 2020 you know the, the incident with george floyd that was a very challenging time for law enforcement and i know that we worked with our legislators and our public and, and our um our membership to try to navigate that and find the you know the best possible outcome for everybody you know involved um and certainly as we go forward you know as incidents like uh, the one that recently happened you know happen from time to time and I think we're in a good position because we've We've worked, I believe, to establish credibility with our legislators that we are committed to making you know improvements in public safety yeah. and law enforcement. But we're also, you know, we we also hope that they'll understand that we are the subject matter experts. And um, you know, whether whether they're um an agreement or not, there's certain things that you know we can share with them about the realities of if they want to change a certain law. And so a perfect example was. Recently, they wanted to change a a class B and C misdemeanor to just where you would sign your name and not be arrested or taken into custody, and they really didn't talk with us during during that process. And so the reality of that means because they didn't know, but we do trespassing is a class B misdemeanor. Meaning, if somebody's on your property now, all I do is have them sign a ticket. How do I remove them? If yeah, you know, so little things like that. And I do think that as an association, we've gone. Um, Really far in trying to establish our credibility with our legislators, so that they know we're not just dug in, and that we're we're willing and certainly want the same kind of change that they want, but we want to do it in a really thoughtful way that doesn't have unintended consequences. So, we've developed a strong relate working relationship with our legislators, and I think that's going to carry us through the next couple years. As you see nationally, they're they're calling for new laws. So, absent that, we would not, I think, be in a good position in the state of Illinois with respect to law enforcement. Um, but because of the hard work and we spend a lot of time on it, you know, building those relationships with, with our legislators and, and we go down and meet with them regularly. We've got a legislative committee that talks frequently with the sponsors of bills and, and our officers, I'm sorry, our chiefs are getting more engaged where they're reaching out to their legislators. So we're building those things, um, that, that capacity. So I think we're positioned very, very well in Illinois, uh, with respect to the chiefs association to take us through you know, the upcoming challenges that, you know, we can see that are already kind of there. Um, and I'm encouraged by again the, the participation statewide that more and more people getting involved because we need we need people to get involved.